All right, guys, welcome to the first ever Wrecking Crew podcast. Uh, we got me, Will Dodd, here, and Noah Thrower. We're going to be talking about a little bit about hunting, fishing, our faith. We get to uh, do a lot more, uh, I guess, work, a lot more hunting, a lot more videoing during this time of year. Uh, we have a lot more talk. We're just going to talk a little bit about how, I guess, uh, Noah got into hunting this week, and from there, we may talk a little bit about how I got into hunting, and we'll hope to have some special guests on. Alright guys, how's everybody doing this week? Hope everybody's had a good day today. It's the 28th. The 28th of July. Deer season's creeping up on us. Very fast. We, we actually spent yesterday uh, sweating. Yeah. Go. We still got a lot more work to do, especially on one of our farms after we went over and looked at it and True. found out there's a bunch of trees down. Uh, we got, we've actually gained a track of land and crossed this and gained another track of land. So everything's ready to go. A lot of sweat equity. So, well, guys. Uh, we're just going to talk about a little bit of how we got, how we've been brought up in the outdoor industry, what Wrecking Crew is all about, what we do here, uh, what made us who we are, I guess. Uh, and uh, I guess we'll go into that first before we go into what he started about six years ago. Uh, we, we've been in deer processing taxidermy business for 13 years, I think this year is our 13th year. And basically, the guys that Henley decided, well, we can film our own hunts and uh, just see what comes out of it. We ain't making it rich by no means or nothing. We ain't out to do that. Just share our experience, the platform to do that when we have the customers we have. So we take in 1,500 deer a year. If that's a deer per customer, that's 1,500 customers, that people kill more than one deer a year here in the state of Alabama. Oh, at least a thousand different people a year. So, and it keeps getting bigger every year. Yeah, keeps getting bigger every year. And we, we got into it a little. We, we, we started out small, uh, just started filming some hunts, putting some. From there, we, we got some partnerships involved, uh, the guys that, and it's grown. Uh, we were able to, uh, start up our own, I guess, uh, shirts, hats, decals, you name it, we, we, we've got it up, uh, and we sell that through, my, we, the bulk of our stuff is sold during deer season, mm-hmm. through the process, a bit of people ordering stuff, but not a ton, um, but our biggest passion is hunting and fishing, and uh, when it comes to hunting, it would be deer and turkey. Uh, we like to duck hunt. We just don't have that many ducks here. There's cold fronts that we need to push the ducks over here. It's and the time. We don't really, I mean, as much as we're deer hunting in the stand and then when we're not hunting or at our everyday job, we're at o'clock at night just stay caught up. So, And it's hard to get out and scout for, scout for birds like you need to around here. Yeah, very hard. I, I remember in high school before we started filming, go look at our places we duck hunt and see if there's birds on it. I'd burn up the roads after school if I didn't have to cut meat looking for ducks. 
Uh, and then when I first, and now with both of us being married, uh, we've got families of our own, we've got actual jobs. Uh, we, we just don't have the time to put into play. We go on hunts after deer season, turkey hunts and different, we hunt exotics and stuff like that. So to do things different in the off season, going on fishing trips and other stuff. And um, we've been uh, in love for Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And we, we, use the, we use the hunting platform to share that with people that don't know uh, our Lord and Savior. So it, we've got a big platform to share the Word of God with the, the hunting industry and the fishing industry. And when I say the hunting industry, I mean the whole outdoor industry, whether it's hunting, fishing, any of our videos on YouTube, what you see on Facebook. What you see is what you get with us, without a doubt. There, there's nothing made up. There's nothing that, uh, I'd, nothing really put on. We look crazy because we are a little crazy. <laughs> Moving on. I get all that. Huh? Did we get all yeah, that? we got all of it right there at the end of where it cut us off. I don't know why it cut us off. We recorded last week for probably uh, just sitting here talking to y'all, but y'all wasn't there. No, 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 no. We, we're learning this by. The yeah, we've just got set up with the whole podcast. Podcast. System. And like I said, we're we're gonna do a little bit of talking about deer at times. We'll talk and that. Uh, we're gonna get in now to talking about how we all got. How me and Noah got started hunting. Maybe next week we'll have Keith, and uh, the next we might have fish if we can get him from running around. Uh, Why? Fish, yeah, fish is craziest. Dad, you just have to get him to sit down in here and off his phone for long enough to, and keep a customer from pulling up. So uh, I'll let Noah talk. To the, I mean, I've hunted my whole life. My dad brought me up hunting. He didn't hunt as much as as I do now, but he did bring me up hunting, taught me how to hunt, and showed me the ways. But since I, me and Caitlin got together, what I mean. Right by each other's side, we hunt together, we fish together. I mean, we film together. That's if me and Will's in the woods, you'll probably see both of us. But since I've got, we, I came along, but I kind of came into it, and I think me and Will's kind of took it to a new level, further than fishing. Definitely. Keith did because yeah, we, we're, we're we're out there we're on YouTube than they were. They still do a a lot of the filming, a good majority of the filming when it comes to deer season. And they've probably got most of the kills on film. Because yeah, they can turn more. <laughs> yeah, but me and Will's the ones behind the scenes editing. We're doing the, almost a year. I mean, we started during deer season last year. Deer season be a year. Almost a year. I mean, and since <laughs> since we've started doing all that, I mean, it's fun. We enjoy it. We don't have as much time to to do it as more jobs and yeah. lives that need our attention. But... Uh, <laughs> And a nice way to put it without yeah. getting in trouble. Yeah, me and Will get into a lot of trouble together. Yeah. Because Caitlin's so mad sometimes. <laughs> but me and Will, like I said, we're always in the woods. We're always either, we're if we're not hunting and fishing, we're getting ready to do hunting and fishing. We're planting green fields, planting dove fields. I mean, we're always doing something. And, and say, I'm a teacher's sister. Will allow Noah? I would be on the water every I'd day. I'd be on the water either every day or every night because I love the bow fish. I love fishing, period, which I love hunting better than I do fishing. But boat fishing gets me five works, regular. I don't work for six days a month during the summer, so I'm like, 
I'm bored. I like I want to go get out, and I ain't been. No, we can't go all the time. Yeah, we get into a good bit of good bit of trouble, especially during deer season, early in the mornings. Why don't you just sit down and have breakfast with me? There's there's deer to be shot somewhere. We gotta go find them. But gets us into some trouble. But I'm married into the into the wrecking crew, and enjoyed every minute of it. So. Well, we've been, like Noel said, we, we, since he came along, it's been, me and him have kind of, not really changed it, because we, we were doing it, but we're pushing it. We're, we're pushing a little bit harder than, like, my dad and fish ain't just social media savvy people, and like, like, I'm not out here to, we're out here to share our passion and to enjoy what we do. I enjoy the film and I enjoy the editing. Yes, I don't have a lot of time to do it. I have more time than I did. It's making that time. It's carving out that time. And we're way behind on film. We've got footage. Yeah, we've got footage from three years. Three years ago that we hadn't even put together. And that's going to change because last year your school had already started. So my time that I wasn't teaching was set aside planning to teach because I didn't know what I was doing. I just kind of, I was throwing Head first in the fire with a bunch of high school kids that not my job I really do and I love the kids that I have. But but if any of y'all are teachers, you know how that feeling is. But just think if you started out at the beginning of the year, think about starting out not in the middle, not Christmas if school's already started. <laughs> like a month into school already. So it's already full blast, school's going and you, you get through to the fire. And uh it's, it's, but uh, way I, I grew up hunting my whole life, I don't remember a day that my dad never hunted, uh, or a time that he never hunted or fished. I grew up, uh, I grew up fishing with a Scooby Doo fishing rod and when I had diapers. So there's pictures of me in a boat and catching white bass. And, uh, that's what we call our hybrid stripe. But from there, I uh, killed my first deer. I think I was seven, eight years old. I, I remember the day I killed it. I don't remember how old I was by the mountain. And I'm looking at my second camera, guys. That's why I'm pausing it. It looks like it pauses out at times, but I don't think it does. It's just that when I stare at it, it looks like it takes off about a second. But it was on the late bed, what we call the late bed side. It was on an old homemade deer stand. It was more like a shooting house. And ah, what did I do? And a doe came out and I shot her and she ran about 30 yards and piled up. And then my first boat kill. Oh, I remember shooting at a deer. I think it was, or I was going to shoot at. I don't think I shot at her. I was in that same stand. I pulled back, and I've already killed several deer by then, but I pulled back, or I didn't pull back, I had an old, heavy stabilizer on my bow, and that deer bounced off. My first deer I ever killed, my first bow kill I ever killed, I was in, I was right up the road here, on a place, uh, at my pebble. We ended up, it was one rainy Sunday morning, I wasn't even old enough to drive. I took the four-wheeler, and I rode up there, and he didn't, he wasn't going to get up. 
They was misting the rain, and I wouldn't even watch it. I said, I'm going to go. I'm going to go sit in that stand. The wind was right for her. And we got up. I shot the first, I shot a doe. She came in walking. It was like 7.30. Man. And I was shaking. I don't know how. I, I never shake that. So, don't think I don't. But I don't, I've never shook. I'm talking about, I, I'm shaking that tree. I shot her, and I watched her pile up. Well, I kept on knocking airs. <laughs> I shot another one. I was shaking so bad I made a bad shot off. No, I missed her. I shot another one, and I shake it so bad. I, love, I didn't know what to do. I, I never. I was like, I'm going to keep shooting. <laughs> Which we, ain't allowed to, we was allowed two does at a time a, a day. So, uh, But I, I never found the one. And uh, I, the next year, my dad was in Kentucky hunting, and he, I, ca I called him. I said, uh, I asked him what wind, because I'd never hunted anywhere. And this is the first the buck I killed with my bow. And it's the only deer I've got mounted, actually mounted it in the skull mount. It breaks. It hurt. Something. Didn't think nothing about it. That deer came across the highway with another buck. It's about it's 16, I think 16 inches wide, eight pointer, something like that. Pulled back and I shot him. Um, in my day, you're, you're from Alabama, 16, 13 inches wide is good down here. So at times, depends on where you're at. And uh, on that piece of property, that's good. And uh, after like 9.30 or something, I come out, listen, go get it. And there's a guy parked down at the road from where these deer had crossed. He'd hit the buck that was with that buck. Mass, heavy. I was kind of sick. I couldn't have He had hit it that morning while it was crossing the road. I saw the antlers out for him. That's about our luck, though. Yep. That, that, that's how that all said. I can remember that like it's plain as day. And then when I, and I was in eighth grade, and I'm 24, 25 now, I just bad. I don't even know my own age. I think I'm 24. Yeah, I think. Uh, <laughs> but uh, when I was in eighth grade, we started up a uh, lift hunt taxidermy deer process. And, and uh, kind of when it becomes your family's bread and butter, what they feed, what you feed yourself on, that's, you got to make that work. The hunting industry, and it's a different segment of the hunting industry, but it is part of the come to know it. And we grew up doing this now for, like I said, 13 years. I'm still, I still cut meat to this day. I'll cut meat probably till the day I retire, and I'll, I'll cut it till I said the day I, I got to be 62 to retire from the state of Alabama right now. So <laughs> I'll be cutting meat. Long for, way to go. Yeah, I got cut meat for a long time, but it it's it gives us do things, and we've made so many. Don't listen to them dogs, but we've made so many good friends throughout our business, throughout hunting, hunts. Made friends with farmers up there, just knocking on doors, finding places to hunt. Doing different, doing different things with uh, different people, going on trips with different people. Hey, one end of the country to the other that we talked to, uh, 
like I said, I, I know heck, I made a group out of California late this past year when I was up in Kentucky. I talked to them a little bit on Facebook, but being able to just get out and enjoy enjoy what God has to offer us, which is the great outdoors. Uh, some places in the world it's not even available to them to do. It, it's, they just won't let it. And as hunters and as uh, hunting and as you're becoming a better hunter and a better conservationist, you, you need to share it. You need to pass it on to people younger the younger generation, not just the younger generation, but people that don't huh. be an older person. That, that's, uh, I'm a hunter's ed instructor here in the state of Alabama, and you wouldn't believe how many adults have never been hunting, even in the state of Alabama. It's a lot of money. There's not a lot of license, but it's there's a lot of money tied up in hunting in the southeast. And not saying there ain't anywhere else, but the southeast. Does most of their uh, clients come from, and they were like in Illinois or Ohio, somewhere out there, Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, the other clients, some Tennessee guys, but that's where most of your clients come from. Same thing with South Florida, where your turkey guys down there, they're coming, most of your guys are coming from Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, but. If you're in it all the time, you don't realize that there's still people that ain't ever done it. And I think I came to more of that realization when I started teaching and having to teach wildlife and hunting it. Hunter, I don't hunt. My family don't hunt. My grandfather hunted it, whatever. So just being able to share that passion with others and like I said, we're able to get out, like I said, on video and do it. But you can share it. I've been archery with you. We've been to youth. Uh, I've been able to be more than the youth, a little bit of a coordinator, a, a, a volunteer with it, and being able to share whatever we've been able to do any of that, do all that with other kids. And the kids may not ever, may not ever go hunting. There's a percentage of everything that's tied to the hunting industry. Maybe not agriculture products as far as feed, but <laughs> archery, arrows, mineral, there's a percentage of that that goes to conservation. So if we're getting somebody into shooting and making them see uh, hunting in a positive way, maybe they won't. They're going out buying their ammo, buying their guns, and a percentage of that goes to conservation and somehow without conservation, we don't have what we have. Yeah, that's something that, that me and my family, she took a shooting sports team to nationals over in uh, Nebraska one time, but we went as an archery team. But that's something that, I mean, through 4-H, my dad was huge in the 4-H with archery when I got into it young. We was all young then. Yeah, really Noah, young. Noah's got to go to nationals, me and my sister, which is Caitlin. We both got to go to nationals when it was held in San Antonio. I don't know if Caitlin competed. I think she competed in a, uh, uh, and so we all grew up shooting tournaments some way, somehow. Yeah. It's been, and archery's one of the things that 
you can do it inside of two minutes. Might be a little bit more expensive to get into versus <laughs> if you want a good setup, but you might can get in with somebody that give you a setup. Yeah. And okay. if you get in with some of these four H some of these four H O's that they let kids shoot and compete mm-hmm. with and I mean, four H done a lot for me. I, I really enjoyed it. It's a good organization to get into. We was in it for years. I've my dad's actually still the head of probably 60 or 70 3D targets stacked in trailers. I mean, we've got two trailers full of archery ranges that we we would drag to Montgomery. We'd drag to, I mean, just different parts of the state setting up for 4-H shoot. I don't know if we'll ever get rid of all them daggum targets we got. Yeah. He's been trying to give it up to somebody since I've kind of got out of it. Done growing up and got married. I've got out of the, the 4-H thing. So he's looking. he's been looking for somebody who gets it. As big as me and him grew it to to what it was when we gave it, when we stopped doing it, I mean, it was huge. We held our own tournaments in Montgomery where we held, we had, I personally shot in the Buckmaster top six years ago in and actually shoot on the Buckmaster stage with professional archers. So, I mean, we had it, I mean, we had a good setup. We had a, a really big, I guess you'd call it clientele. It's more mm-hmm. like kids and parents. We kind of grew up and loved doing and most of them kids, a Man. lot of them grew up hunting, shooting bows, and a lot of them didn't. And I don't know how it is today, but 4-H, I was a state officer in 4-H. Uh, before, which, before Noah's team and our team come along, both we went to nationals the year before Noah and teams came along, didn't did nobody from our state ever go to nationals. Or, now, I don't know if there's anybody now going to do it, but... Because it costs a lot of money to go there, but money. but before that, no team in the state of ever shot what we shot either. Nobody ever shot the bows. They were and no no offense to Genesis bows or what these guys are shooting, but they're not tournament bows. They're just yeah. go out to, they're what you do. Just say they're actually shooting big tournament rigs. I know have thousands. Of- yeah. thousands of dollars everybody's sitting there with a nice bow and or at least a hunting setup and you're going out there and you're shooting good and it's still not as big as it could be um, but yeah we, we've been i've been we've been able to grow up with this very very without a doubt we've, we've been able to really really uh I never would have thought Rexport Outdoors would be what it is today. Um, let's say we've got some good partners. Other people, people that we're partnering with. And it's just, we're able to to do a lot more, I guess, through this. Uh, I said, I, without, and, and the whole deer processing, processing thing really started it all. I mean, for my dad, that was a step of faith because he come out of a job making yeah. six thousand. He never got close to that, but it's a little bit. It's a lot better now. A lot better now. But he, he came out of a good left a very good job to step out on a limb and say, "I'm gonna work for myself." And he's built a very good company. He's built a good brand. He's. I guess the people people want to see, people want to watch. Everybody likes him. Everybody wants to talk to him. He never, I don't think anybody in the room at us, because let me tell you, he, I know I can talk to yours off because my wife tells me I can. I know he can. Uh, Fish sure can. 
<laughs> so that's all I've got. So we're, we're gonna, I enjoy this format. I'll talk about something next week. Yeah, this, this, this I like, like this. Like he said, we can find something to talk about. Yeah, I, I like this. Whether so. it's telling stories or, I mean, we'll find something to talk about.